Founder Space Startup Supercharged. I'm Captain Hawk, CEO of Founder Space, the leading global startup accelerator. I'm also author of the award-winning books, Make Elephants Fly, Surviving a Startup, and The Five Horses. First, let me say that uh, a lot has changed, right? We went through COVID. And now we are experiencing layoffs post-COVID, mm-hmm. right when people want to get uh, employees back into the office, get them engaged yeah. in their work and with other people. It's in companies are handling this in very, very different ways. Uh, most of the old guard, the older mm-hmm. companies, yeah, uh, they, um, you know, in the tech sector, everybody's doing layoffs from startups all the way mm-hmm. through the big guys like Meta and you know Amazon, everybody's doing layoffs. So it doesn't matter if you're big or small. Even the right. big you know banking companies are doing layoffs. People are just doing layoffs. But mm-hmm. in general, uh, when you speak in general, the old guard, when you know what they, there, everybody is less afraid of losing employees than they were, because before, if you lost an employee you m- might not find one for a long time and you probably mm-hmm. have to pay more than the employee you lost. Right. Now, because there's a lot more people in the job market, mm-hmm. uh, companies are less concerned about retaining uh, employees just in general. That that, But at the same time, you don't want to lose your good employees. Like nobody yeah. wants to lose their good employees. And, you know, even after a layoff, uh, you know, supposedly they got rid of the not so good employees and they kept mm-hmm. the best employees. Well, at least that's usually the goal of a layoff is to keep the, the very best. So those yeah. employees that are still working with the company, you don't want to lose them. Like, because they, they, they have a lot of knowledge and it's going to be expensive to retrain them. And then they're, uh, you know, it's, it, it's just a big process. So you're going to, you're going to want to keep yeah. the employees you did not lay off. So that doesn't really, uh, so in terms of want to retain the employees, they have, um, there are certain periods of time where they don't mind if people are quitting, like Elon Musk, when he took over Twitter, like he, you know, he knew he had to downsize mm-hmm. and, and in a way, even he made it very easy to quit and gave people a lot of reasons right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> by mm-hmm. saying things and doing stuff that were really not employee friendly or employee mm-hmm. focused. Um, to some of that worked to his advantage, but honestly, a lot of that worked to his disadvantage. And here's the thing. The employees to quit first, like when you ask them if, you know, I'll give you six months severage, uh, severance for whoever quits, mm-hmm. um, they're usually the best employees because they know they can get another job pretty quickly. Right. So they don't mind taking the severance. It's the, uh, the or, or if you change the rules, like you say, oh, you, you know, I want everybody in the office five days a week. Nobody works from home. You know, who's going to quit? Who's going to quit those jobs? Like uh, the ones honestly, the ones who know they can get another job are the first to yeah. quit. So those, a lot of those measures are counterproductive. And like at Twitter, I think they lost a lot of really good employees by by doing it in a haphazard way and in a confrontational way that literally the best employees are like, I don't need this. Like, this is oh, not wow. a great place to work. You know, Elon Musk says, you're going to have to work like crazy. We're totally changing the culture. A lot of people are like, oh, I could just work somewhere else. And they, they were the ones to quit, meaning he probably got left with a lot of the people who were too scared to quit because right. they felt like they couldn't get another job. Now you're looking at companies 
uh, like a lot of the big guys, they still operate by the old rules. So mm -hmm. when COVID ended, they're like, we want people in the office place. We want them in the office place. Um, uh, as you know, so we're going to, we're going to put a mandate. They call it a mandate where people have to work in the office certain number of days a week. It could be five days a week. It could be three days a week. It could be on special days, but they do a mandate. Now, what they found is that these mandates don't really work. Um, I mean, they get people in the office, but they don't necessarily get the people you want in the office. So right. <laughs> there's people will react differently. And uh, like I said, the old guard tends to use mandates, but sorry, my voice, but so do some of the uh, newer companies, the younger companies like Elon Musk used it. Uh, <coughs> Elon Musk used mandates that the CEO, Tom Seibel, he's the head of C, he's the CEO of C3 AI, you know, a new AI company that's very growing like crazy. Um, he used mandates. He literally said, you know, I want every employee in the office, like all my employees in the office. And he bragged about how his parking lot was, was, was the okay. only parking lot in Silicon cool. Valley yeah. that was cool. Right. So <laughs> people like that, you know, it doesn't matter if they're an older new company, a lot depends on the personality of the CEO. But mm -hmm. what they found is that these mandates can be a very counterproductive, uh, again, because uh, the people who are scared of losing their jobs, they will come in. The people who aren't scared of losing their jobs and love working from home, right. um, they will start looking for another job. <laughs> mm -hmm. They will start, <coughs> they will start looking for another job. Mm -hmm. And they will also be passive aggressive, meaning a lot of times they know they're invaluable. So they literally will just ignore the mandate. They'll ignore the rule and they'll, they'll like just work from home, even though they were told they had to come in because they're like, try to fire me. You know, if you fire yeah. me, then mm -hmm. I'm going to go. And there's some research out there that, you know, 70% of companies uh, or more, uh, they don't fire people for not coming in. Like they don't, because they know that a lot of the people that they would be firing are their best employees. So even okay. though they put in a mandate, they don't always enforce it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, some people come in and some people don't. So this whole thing, it's kind of a uh, company, see managers aren't usually handling it right. So, uh, the really progressive companies, and a lot of them tend to be younger companies, like a lot of my friends are working for startups in Silicon Valley, and a lot of them ask their employees to come in. They say, we mm -hmm. really want you to come in, but they provide flexibility, which is the, the right way of doing it. It's saying, look, we would love it if you come in, but you can't just say you have to be here and not give them a good reason, because these tech workers have gotten used to being we call it spoiled, right? Yeah. <laughs> really, like yeah. Uh, really nice. They gotten used to this and especially the good ones, they know they're still in demand. And uh, so uh, what really tends to work if you want to retain your best employees and actually create a better environment is instead of mandating stuff to allow different teams to, to decide within the team what works best for the team. And then to give people a reason to come in. Mm -hmm. And a reason to come in usually comes down to different factors. So, um, you know, why is it important to be in, in the office? Well, one of the big reasons 
to be in the office is because they've actually found that casual encounters with people in the office lead to sharing of knowledge. Yeah. You know, like it's not like a formal meeting where you're sitting down in, in a room meeting. It's like when you bump into somebody in the hallway and Steve Jobs was a huge proponent of this. That's why he built, he designed the new Apple headquarters in, yeah. in, in the shape of a donut, right? Because mm -hmm. he wanted people to have to bump into each other as they cross, either they walk through all the yeah. halls, right? Mm -hmm. Or they cross, crisscross the center of that donut. Uh, in the open and mingle and say, oh, I haven't seen you in two weeks and start to, what are you working on? Because this type of interaction uh, breeds innovation, it breeds information exchange, it breeds, uh, uh, you know, connection between people, mm. uh, which makes them collaborate better because, oh, I'm seeing you. So one of the biggest things, see, if people look at their lives, like right now, they're like, why would I go into the office? Because that commute, usually the commute time sucks yeah. up so much of my day. I'm actually more productive at home because people aren't disturbing me every five minutes you know, <laughs> with different things. Exactly. But why would I go into the office? Well, the reason people go into the office that's good is one, these casual connections, you need to explain. These are really important connections. You don't get those over Zoom calls because you have to make a formal meeting. You have to make a formal meeting for a Zoom call. So you're not going to casually have a Zoom call at, with random people. It's just not going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Those yeah. people you don't see at all. So a big reason to come in is to connect with these other people. Another mm -hmm. big reason is to feel part of a team, emotional, right? So you have to explain to employees, it's not about necessarily about your productivity. Like we aren't getting you in there because we think you're slacking at home. Because the data suggests that people aren't actually slacking at home. In fact, they are being just as productive and they are actually, that commute time they're saving, they're putting 40% mm -hmm. of that usually, 40% of that commute time back into their work. So mm -hmm. the, the other 60% they're putting into their time with their family and friends and like that, mm -hmm. but their kids and really important, but 40% uh, is going into their back into the work. So they're be putting actually more time in when they're working remotely. But the reason to go in is because uh, managers have to explain, it's really important that we bond. Like, it's really important that we meet face-to-face, -face, that we understand each other, because we will have conversations with each other that are totally different than we'll have instant messaging or over Zoom than we will have in person, right? When you see a person, you interact with them in a different way, you ask different questions. It's a much different exchange of information. So... And people like to feel bonded, like to their coworkers. That's one of the biggest joys of working is the relationship you develop with your coworkers. And if you're yeah. isolated, you don't get that. So the really smart managers um, with companies are, are stressing activities and things like that, that people can do with their coworkers in the office. Like it's somebody's birthday on Wednesday. We want, you know, everybody come into the office and celebrate Mary's birthday if you're available right? Not mm -hmm. mandating. You have to be in the office on Wednesday, but wow, it's Mary's birthday. Are you going to be the one who's not there? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, then employees think, oh, it's my decision. I don't have to go, but I actually really want to see Mary and I want to show her that I like her. I'm going to go into the office, right? Uh, different classes, you know, that people can have exercise classes, things like that. Educational things. We're bringing in a special speaker to help educate you on this thing that, you know, you, you know, how to work better and how, how to have a better work-life balance, whatever it is, right? All yeah. these different, those give people a reason to be in the office that's positive. 
Not like, mm. oh, I have to be there or my boss, you know, they're going to fire me. Let's see if they fire me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's like, no, I actually want to be there. There's different things going on. Um, so the really smart managers are doing this. You know, I know a lot of my friends uh, still, like their company said, please come into the office. You know, there's startups. We really want you in there uh, to be working. And the thing that's drawing them in are free lunches. Like <laughs> they're like, I'm going into the office because I don't want to cook and I get a, you know, a, a free mm -hmm. lunch. So like those perks, those, the smart companies, are, even though they're laying off people, they aren't eliminating all those perks because honestly, a lot of those perks were available to people in the office. If you're out of the yeah. office, you don't get yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. So the really smart managers are saying, look, we want to offer perks, not perks that you use out of the office, like a gym perk, right? But mm -hmm. we want perks that you use in the office. Like can we, and and different ways of, of doing activities in the office that are really positive. And if you do that, it's much better. So the big difference, like the old guard companies, IBM, you know, you know, Goldman Sachs, you know, you name it, they're sort of reliant, falling back on mandates, which is a very uncreative way. And the 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 CEOs who are more cognizant of that it's a psychological issue and 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 more than it is you know a productivity issue or a coordination issue between people those things we've worked out we can work over zoom we know that right we know people are creative but uh, if it's a psychological issue how do i address this how do i get people to want to come into work and to see all the benefits Right. I agree 100% what you just yeah. said, because yeah. it's very important for the like, human interaction, because now our company is remote working as well. So, yeah, yeah a lot of a lot of things. Yeah, so I... you don't have those relationships with people. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And yeah. then so you have to think if people have relationships with people, how do you uh, make those relate? How can you emphasize those relationships? Like, can we have a special lunch day where we go out to lunch on Wednesdays, like to a fun mm -hmm. place that one of, you know, then and, you know, then people will come work, come to the office and uh, participate in that event. Or can we have things after work that people participate in? You know, these are uh, that are, you know, right tied into the company. These are really important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, you're yeah. saying that the cut, the layoff is actually a, like a like a global thing, not just in tech industry. And well, it's no spreading like the it's spreading. Right. So at first, yeah. the tech industry was hardest hit because yeah. tech overhired. Because they, okay, yeah, because yeah, yeah. the fundamental premise was, uh, you know, uh, tech is these companies are growing exponentially, right? These are mm -hmm. fast growing companies, so we need to hire for the future because we're going to be so right. much bigger next year. All of a sudden, you know, comp uh, the stock, you know, the investors, the stock market said, we don't care how fast you're growing, we care how profitable yeah. you are, right? If right. profit matters, cut the, cut the, you know, yeah. <laughs> the growth doesn't matter, profit matters, you know, the whole mindset of the management changes. Mm -hmm. They're not going to just be handing us free cash now or giving us a pass on our, you know, on our profitability. Then we need to start making sure we're profitable. That's our number one thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. And uh, it came as a, uh, it's very surprising where like, because Google and Meta, they're very focused on like people oriented, but during the layoff, there have been things where the employees came out and say, say that they are being laid off in a very like ungoogly way. Like they just got an email all of, all of a sudden at 2 a.m. and then they're out. And I'm just uh, interesting about how, because how we perceive tech companies like big companies are all very um like good for employees but 
now it's become like this. How do you think this kind of layoff will impact the whole in hiring or workplace culture in the Silicon Valley? Well, again, it's it's coming down to indiv- it always comes down to individual uh, leaders, right? The okay, CEOs okay. of these companies. But let me, you know, so you don't want to overgeneralize, like right, because right, right. you know, as we saw in Silicon Valley, there's a huge divergence between some mm-hmm. some CEOs and others, right? Some are still right. being, but even. CEOs like Mark Benioff, who was saying everybody can work remotely for as long as they want, right? He's regretting <laughs> his words. He's he's eating his words. He was like, well, actually, we do want people back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want, you know, he paid an enormous amount for this huge skyscraper, the Salesforce <laughs> yeah, yeah, building. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, pretty empty. So mm-hmm. he wants to get people back in there. What, um, but so I, uh, my honest opinion is mm-hmm. it's, even in Silicon Valley, where you have a lot of new young companies that are forward thinking, we have a divergence. So we have the managers who are just like, get people back in the office, mandate it, make them. That's the only way you're going to get them. They're sort of like the Elon Musks of the world. They tend to be kind of alpha male dominant, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. personalities who just like my rule is the law. Right. And that's more the old world thinking because that mirrors like the old companies, right. Even though they're a new company, they're Mm -hmm. thinking like the old companies, other uh, CEOs are thinking much more along the lines of, you know, we want to make this a great place to work. We want to make it so that our employees want to come back to the office Mm -hmm. and, and with the layoffs though, um, and, and it's really not the layoffs. It's also just the opening up of, of you know, COVID going away. Uh, right. People are finding that not having employees in the workplace totally is has a definite impact on company culture, a definite mm-hmm. impact on the way people communicate and the way companies innovate. And people are more and more realizing that at the very least, a hybrid culture is best. So yeah. meaning certain people can work from home more. Other people need to be in the office more. And 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 you have to do this intelligently based on people's roles. So there are certain roles where being in the office is really important, you know? And mm-hmm. I would say for a lot of HR roles where you somebody wants to sit down and have a private conversation with you, a lot of managerial roles, being in the office, being there is really important. You know, if they're more of an individual contributor and they can do their job from home, well, let them work from home, at least, you know, if not all the time, part of the time. Um, And this is especially true uh, for mothers. So, and fathers, if they take care of the kids, but a lot of fathers don't, but (laughs) especially true for mothers. uh, The bottom line is, you know, Women, like, I think it's somewhere like 90% of women, uh, they, you know, who are mothers and work and that work remotely, they want to keep working remotely, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't they? Because, you know, they have kids to pick up from daycare. They have all these different things going on. Working remotely as a mother is, is, is they define it, 90% define it as their number one job benefit. Like their number one job benefit is being able to work remotely right? When they're a mother. So um, especially the younger the kids are. So this, um, you don't want to take that away from women if you don't have to. Uh, women who are mothers and fathers who take care of the kids, you want to allow them uh, to 
you you know, if they're good employees and they can do their job remotely, please let them continue to do that. It's a huge advancement in society. It, you know, makes our kids better, makes families healthier, all of these things. And if they're still being productive, they're being productive. So really looking at the individual person and their needs and their role in the company. And let's say that individual is in a role where they're a manager and it really is important for them to be in the office because, you know, you want more people in the office. And if the manager isn't there, the other, why would the other people come in? You know, uh, maybe they switch roles, right? Maybe you suggest, oh, you go into more of an individual contributor role that is better for remote and have somebody else do the managerial role. You can be creative about these solutions, but the smart managers in Silicon Valley and if they're in a big company too, that's great. But the really smart managers in Silicon Valley, they are looking at the individual number one and their, the role number two. And then number three, how can we adapt a, a hybrid system? How can we adapt a hybrid system to actually uh, uh, match those our workers in the best way possible to get the best results? Right, right, right. So like don't generalize the concept. So is there a... Um, difference between how Apple works and how Facebook works, like like the gen, like a newer one and the older one, or you think they're just different from the managers? Well, it's funny because you know Mark Zuckerberg took his cues from Elon Musk. He's another one of these like type controlling types, right? <laughs> so like a lot of it comes from the CEO on down, right? Okay. The company culture, okay. right? Mm -hmm. Not so much the age of the company, and that's what one thing oh. I want you to to think about. Okay. Because again, it's psychology, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, and the CEO ultimately is going to demand stuff. So Mark Zuckerberg's yeah. more like, I want people in the office. I want, you know, he looked at Elon Musk. I want to lay off a lot of people. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, Elon, you know, it's just sort of his personality. So you're right. looking at these different companies and they are, whether they're, you know, in Silicon Valley and they're behaving in very different ways. Of course, if you get to a really old school company, they're going to kind of act like old school companies, right? You know, but in Silicon Valley, it's just not uh, heterogeneous. There's not a homogenous culture, right? There's a culture that's very much defined by the leaders of the, each individual company. On average, though, okay. it's Silicon Valley companies tend to be more open-minded to new ideas more mm -hmm. open to hybrid work, more open to tailoring policies towards individual needs um, and, and individual positions um, mm -hmm. rather than kind of the old school thinking that one size fits all. Right. Okay. 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 I thought there is a difference between like how Apple works and how Google works. Because So again, it's yeah. going to come down mm -hmm. to Tim Cook you right, know, right, and Mark right, Zuckerberg. Right. Yeah. Ultimately, and I think Tim Cook is a much, how should I say, he's a very, he is the type who is not an old school thinker, right? Mm -hmm. He, is, I think, although Apple does have some, a lot of its old school stuff, they're very controlling about, you know, yeah. their technology and stuff. You know, it remains, I think Mark Zuckerberg is probably taking a harsher line than from right. what everything I hear than Tim Cook is taking. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, Apple still is, yeah, a more mature company, more kind of grounded in its ways uh, yeah. than a lot of the startups. You look at the startups and um, a lot of them want people in the office, but they're being very flexible. They're really right. uh, being much more 
flexible than a lot of the larger companies because look at Facebook as even though it's newer, it's a large company now, right? It's yeah. a big, yeah. big company and Apple's a big giant company. So these are big giant companies with CEOs who have their mindset. A lot of the startups are, are, are much more flexible. Mm -hmm. I see. I see. Yeah. And so when I say startups, I mean much earlier stage. You know. Yeah. Right. 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 I know. <laughs> so, how do you think? Uh, in how can uh, other companies and maybe other places can take advantage of this layoff and maybe recruit more tech ta talent when, like, this big big companies are, um, kind of putting the the their talent back on the market. Well, it's great uh, for companies that need talent, and what we've been seeing. You know, the job growth in the in the U.S., you know, we're still we're the job market's still extremely tight. Right. Um, it's extremely tight in service jobs, like super tight. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also still like most of the workers getting laid off in Silicon Valley are finding new jobs. Like yeah. it may take yeah. them a little while to find the right job, but they're being rehired. So yeah. because uh, so the. The fact is, you know, a lot, some of them, if they're older workers, they tend to kind of drop out of the job market. They're like, ah, you know, I got laid off. I'm, <laughs> you know, my fifties or whatever. And I just, this it's not worth going back, but the yeah. younger workers, they're actively looking and they're finding jobs. Mm -hmm. um, it's, this has been a real boon for companies that were, had a hiring deficit. Like they, they literally did not have enough people, tech workers to fill their jobs. So they're like, great, now we can get some of these tech, you know, people we couldn't yeah, get before. Yeah. <laughs> um, we might be able to get them at a little more reasonable price. Uh, mm -hmm. We can get the talent that, you know, we might not have been able to recruit them because we're not a big name like Google yeah. or Apple, like the, all the best ones. We, but now the Google, Apple, Amazon are laying off. We can get that mm -hmm. top, that top tier worker that would have gone to them but will yeah. now come to us. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing companies that, you know, wouldn't have been able to access those top tier guys. And that's why those top tier guys, you know, they can say, I want to work from home because they know they're yeah. top tier, right? <laughs> Some other company that couldn't have got them before will be jump on hiring them. Mm -hmm. And and that's basically the shift we're seeing. We haven't, we aren't yet seeing um, a huge uh, unemployed labor force in tech uh, that, it's growing because like we may see this, right? Because more and more mm -hmm. companies are like, look, if the con if we go into a recession, we're going to definitely see it. We're sort of now we're not in a recession yet, even though everybody's talking about recession, mm -hmm. we're still yeah. not in a recession. And that's right. why we're not seeing it yet. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you liked it, hit the subscribe button and share it with your friends. You can help us create more great content by subscribing and sharing. Also, if you want to access our online startup program, our investor network, and our entrepreneur resources, just come to founderspace.com.